0: A Bunch of B.S., a show about nothing. All right, everybody, and welcome to episode number nine of A Bunch of B.S. I am so excited. It is Tuesday, August 15th, and uh, we're doing episode number nine. I didn't do a podcast yesterday because I was a complete loser. I've kind of been a complete loser this whole week. I feel like I'm like a retired guy who spent all of his 401k and he's about to have to start work on Monday and that's what he wants to do. He wants to go to work because that's what I want to do and I start my new job next Monday, which I'm super excited about. I'm no longer unemployed so all the haters out there can eat it because I am employed. But today, I have a fun podcast episode. Yesterday, I didn't do a podcast because one, I just I wasn't disciplined enough if I'm being honest. And two, I really couldn't come up with any ideas because I was so in my head. And so I decided, you know what, let's not force an episode. That's never a fun thing to do. Um, And it's definitely not a fun thing to do. And so today, um, I have some stuff that I want to talk about. And starting with a recap of my 21st birthday. So my 21st birthday was the 10th. It was last Thursday. Uh, that was the last podcast I did. I actually did an episode with Ashley Newton on the, the paddleboard suicide prevention. It was an amazing episode. That was my last episode until today. Um, but you know, if I had to update people, I did not do anything fun. I did not do anything exciting. We had a few family members over. It was a pretty quiet party. It's exactly the 21st birthday I've always dreamed of. It's the 21st birthday I've always dreamed of, of just quiet, Nice food, nothing really exciting happening. It was like the, it was like the, the party was like who I am as a person, right? Not super exciting. Don't really want like loud music. Don't really like a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff. Uh, and so the party was great. A lot of people have been asking me, well, Brody, did you, um, did you drink? Did you get hammered? Did you get plastered? Did you, did you do all this? To be honest with you, no. Uh, It actually took me up until like 8 o'clock to even have a drink. It was just, I was in my head so bad. I almost got onto BetterHelp and got a therapist because I was so being so stupid. You know, like I put it in my head for so long that drinking was a bad thing because I never did it and I never got peer pressure to do it. And in my head, I was just like, oh, if I drink, I'm going to die. If I drink, this is what's going to happen. If I drink, then I'm basically drinking the, you know, Drinking the devil's juice. I I mean, that's what I was thinking. I was a complete loser, and that's a complete loser way to think. Uh, I'm going to be honest with everybody. I did have a beer. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I tried a Bud Light Lime. Oh, freaking terrible. Freaking terrible, man. It was awful. I'd rather drink. I don't. I would rather drink anything else. I mean, it was awful. Bud Light Lime, if you drink Bud Light Lime, you're a loser, man. (laughs) I don't know who's drinking Bud Light Lime. It ain't good. It ain't good. I didn't really have a beer that I enjoyed. I tried some wine. Wine's kind of more up my, my alley. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening like, oh, yeah, of course, wine's up your alley. Wine was pretty good. I enjoyed the wine until I looked at the calorie amount, and then I was like, oh, my God. I can't drink wine, I'm going to weigh 900 pounds, 900 pounds, I really don't have a control though, that's the problem, I don't have a lot of control with like wine, like with food, I'm very, very bad with food, I don't have a lot of control, I don't have a lot of control with drinks, I drink like 9 cups of coffee a day because I just love it, I love the taste of coffee, but um, didn't really party, didn't really find a drink that I actually enjoyed, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'll enjoy. I like to think that I'm like gonna be the Scotch guy. I like to think that I'm gonna be that cool guy that has, you know, some Scotch. He's drinking some Scotch, smoking a cigar. By the way, I do like cigars. I do like cigars. I've liked cigars though. I've. I'm such a freaking nerd though. I've read and I've listened to so many podcasts where they talk about cigars that you know like. I just had Swisher Sweet and I enjoyed the cigars. Uh, I could really be a cigar guy. I'm limiting myself though because I know that I could get addicted to them. Just because I like them, I like the taste. I like the way they make me, you know, think. I feel calm when I'm doing it. I don't like drinking. The other day, the other day I smoked a cigar in my hot tub. That was awesome. I loved that. It's not my hot tub by the way, but I smoked a cigar in a hot tub, and that was pretty amazing. That was pretty cool. I smoked a cigar in the hot tub with a cup of coffee. Um, You can't get more boring than that. And that's when I was writing like the introduction for this episode and stuff. And I wanted to talk about the recap of my 21st birthday here. And I put cigar in hot tub with cup of coffee. And as I wrote that, I figured out why I don't have a girlfriend. That's exactly the reason I don't have a girlfriend. Who wants to date a guy who's going to smoke cigars in the hot tub with a cup of coffee at 1030 at night? I mean, that's like the oldest man thing you can do. It's so it's so old that's such an old man thing to do. I really came to terms with it. I really came to terms with being an old soul um, and I, I actually in a way enjoy it. It's like makes my life a little easier because everybody knows that I'm kind of old and boring and but I want to get more fun. I kind of want to start shocking people right because that's a fun thing that you can do. when you're boring and you're kind of a loser like that, like you can shock people, right? Like like if I just started partying hardcore one night and I was the life of the party, everybody's gonna be like, what the hell? Brody's the life of the party? What god damn hell's froze over. You know? The devil turned good. You know, like that's that's what people would think. Like if I just raged out one night, right? All my friends are expecting me to be the guy that like, hey, I'll drive home. You know, I'll drive home. I'll do everything. Let me make sure everybody's okay. All of my friends expect that. But if I just decided one night I'm going to get plain, just blasted, right, toasted, just one night of my life, just toasted, all my buddies are there, they're going to be like, what the hell? What the hell has gone into this guy? They might be worried, but that's the fun thing. I'm going to start surprising people. I'm going to start surprising people. But that's kind of the recap. Nothing fun, really. I don't like alcohol, really. I just don't like the taste of it. I get, I don't know. I think I probably need a therapist to get me over it. Um, I do like cigars, though. I do like cigars. I do like cigars. So that's kind of a recap um, of my birthday. Um, <sighs> freaking calories, man. I'm so. I never used to count calories, okay? I never used to track how many calories were in food or I never used to get upset when I went to a re- – like now I go to a restaurant and if they don't have the calorie amount that your food might be, I get really upset because I'm like, I don't know I don't know what I'm eating. I went to a Mexican restaurant the other day. I had chicken taquitos, okay? And I had these chicken taquitos. Well, on the menu, it doesn't say how many calories they are. So I'm thinking, ah, maybe not that much. I guarantee you I ate like 1,700 – calories in a meal like a fat idiot man it was horrifying I demolished those chicken taquitos and then after I'm like oh see I didn't know how many calories they were so then the whole time I am driving home I'm like god you're an idiot man you just ate this much food I might have an eating disorder I'm gonna admit that publicly there's a good chance I have an eating disorder I don't think I do I mean I don't make myself throw up or anything but I'll be like the guy to like look in the mirror after I ate those chicken taquitos and be like, dude, I, I don't like the person you are right now, right? Like I don't like, I'm bloated. This week has been a bad week for me diet-wise, exercise-wise. I've been more sedentary this week than any time in my life. It's been, I mean, it's just, and it's my fault. I mean, I could go work out. I could go for a run. I could go do all of it. Instead, I'm just eating, and I'm just sitting down. It's been a horrible week, and and my I just don't feel good about it. Um, I don't feel good about it. Like, for example, the other day, uh, freaking graham crackers. So I started eating these graham crackers and because I thought they sounded good. Well, I'm eating these graham crackers, and I'm like, oh, 130 calories in two little things. That's, I'll do that. That's going to be fine. Well, pretty soon, like, I can't stop myself eating these graham crackers, and pretty soon, you're like <laughs> – Damn, I just ate 600 calories worth of graham crackers and you feel horrible. You know how I know I've been eating bad is dependent on the amount of times I have to take Tums in a week, right? Like if I have to take Tums almost every day, I realize, yes, you've ate horrible, you're you're slowly becoming obese, you're becoming an idiot. Um, If I don't have to take Tums at all, I'm like, yes, I'm in great shape right now. I'm in great freaking shape if I don't got to take Tums. But man, I've taken a lot of Tums this week. I've taken a lot of Tums this week. And you think it'd be from something cool like I got heartburn from drinking alcohol one day. And it's not. I got heartburn from eating too many graham crackers mixed with too much fruit. It's just not normal, man. I'm just not doing the normal things. Um. But I didn't used to count calories until I started watching Joe Rogan. And then I started watching Joe Rogan and all of a sudden he has me on all these calories and I'm thinking about going keto and I'm thinking about going animal-based and then you know I make this goal, I'm like, I'm gonna go animal-based. And then I come to my house, my family's house and there's delicious desserts everywhere. It's like, how am I not supposed to eat those? How am I not supposed to eat the graham crackers in the cupboard? That's what's crazy about, you know, because I don't have a lot of money. And so when we, you know, like go to the grocery store, me and my roommate, like we're not buying a lot. Like I'm buying healthy stuff mainly. Like I'm spending like, I'm trying to spend like 50 bucks on groceries and then I'm buying like blueberries and bananas and, you know, chicken and, and there's no really snack food in my house. And so then it's very easy not to eat bad because there's no junk food in my house. Right. But if there's junk food in my house, I swear to God that food talks to me. Okay. And it's like, Hey man, you've, You've had a busy day. You've had a busy day being unemployed. Come eat some Oreos. And then you are in your house eating Oreos by yourself and you realize, God damn it. What am I doing right now? What am I doing? The other day I caught myself in the mirror. I had a shirt I had a shirt on. And there were Oreo crumbs on my shirt. And I was sitting there and I'm like, I don't have a job. There's little like there's Oreo crumbs on my shirt. This is not the life I want to live. I was going down a dark path. I'll tell you what, if I wouldn't have got the job that I start on Monday, I would have been in a, I would have been in a dark place. I would have been in a dark place this week. I might have been I might have been heading to Colorado to try some of uh nature's neck nature's I don't know, I was gonna call it nectarines, but that's not what it would be. Nature's nature's favorite leaf. I don't know. Simple terms, you can guess what I would be doing in Colorado. So I'll tell you what, uh, all these people out there doing mushrooms and edibles because you want to go into a different dimension, you don't got to do that. Let me tell you what you do. So the other night, I'm super tired. I've been staying up to like 1 o'clock in the morning every night. Freaking unhealthy, man. It's not healthy. I'm actually motivating myself right now to go on a run. But the other night, I fell asleep listening to Joe Rogan talk to some physicist or some alien guy. I will tell you what, my mind has never played games like that before. You want to trip absolutely out of your mind, you want to go to a different dimension in your sleep, listen to Joe Rogan, okay? I had dreams about cannibal, like like carnivore diets and freaking aliens, and I had dreams about, you know, mush, like it was a total trip. I woke up that morning actually scared. Okay, because of the dreams that I had. So if you want to trip out, listen to Joe Rogan at night. That's crazy, dude. That's so crazy to do. I wish I was as fit as Joe Rogan. That's the goal. I need to start getting into shape. I'm going to buy some kettlebells. Oh my God, I'm sounding like one of those classic Joe Rogan guys. No, I'm actually such a big fan of Joe Rogan that the other day I thought, you know what? I'm just going to get as fit as possible. I'm going to get some sleeve tattoos and I'm going to go bald. That's what I started thinking, because I've listened to him too much. I was like, "Oh my God, I, I'm going to do bad things trying to be like Joe Rogan." That guy's my, that guy is so cool, though. Joe Rogan's so cool. But don't fall asleep listening to him. If you fall asleep listening to Joe Rogan, your mind's not going to stop. It's not going to shut down. My mind didn't shut down the night that I listened to Joe Rogan. I mean, I was on a different universe. I woke up that morning like, oh my God. I was actually dizzy. I was actually dizzy. Yeah, don't listen to Joe Rogan when you're falling asleep. All right, moving on past Joe Rogan, past all this stuff, let's move on to if I was taking a legendary golf trip. So who would my foursome be if I was taking a legendary golf group? So this was a very, very hard question for me, okay? And it's stupid because I asked myself this question. I said to myself, okay, if I'm taking four people to go golfing, who am I taking? And the question came down to me. It's like, okay, do I want to take a bunch of pro golfers and they're going to be good and they're just going to kick my ass? And then I was like, no, I want to have a fun day of golf. Like I want to have a day where I laugh and I enjoy myself, right? Because... I used to be really serious, and my group, if you would ask me two years ago who my group of golfers would have been, it would have been like Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson and Justin Thomas and Jack Nicklaus. But that's no longer my group of golfers because I enjoy just going out to golf now for fun. So I started thinking, okay, if I had to have a group of golfers and I had to go out for fun, who would it be? Number one, I want to go with MJ. Now, MJ might not be a ton of fun on the golf course. I don't know. I, I can see him being fun. The fun thing would be maybe you catch MJ on a bad day, and you start to beat him, and you see that competitive fire. Um, I would also love to smoke a cigar with Michael Jordan. I think that would be cool. You know, I think Michael Jordan would be a great guy to to golf with. He's going to be fun. He's going to be energetic. We can go on his country club. Has everybody seen his country club? It's freaking unreal. Michael Jordan's golf course is unreal. Plus, that guy's a business legend. I want to go golf with a business legend and a sports legend and someone who loves golf. We'll probably play. Nice thing is you golf with Michael Jordan, you're probably playing on his course. You're playing 36 holes for free. He's doing all the drinks. He's got everything going. So Michael Jordan's my number one guy I'm bringing. Charles Barkley is number two because Charles and MJ are going to be able to tell basketball stories. They're going to talk a lot of shit to each other. It's going to be fun. Plus, you need a guy like Charles Barkley who sucks, right? But he's been getting better. But you need a guy like Charles Barkley who is not a very good golfer, And then you can go out and you can play with Charles Barkley. So I think that would be fun. You need Charles there. Charles is going to bring some energy. Charles is going to bring some fun. He's going to tell some jokes. He's going to tell some stories. So I think you bring Charles Barkley there for sure. Then you're bringing none other than the comedian Ron White. That's who I'm bringing. Now, I had a really hard time between like Ron White and Phil Mickelson right? Because Phil would be fun. Phil's going to be a guy, if you get him with MJ and Charles, Phil's going to be a fun guy. You're going to see some major betting going on. It's going to be fun to watch. You're going to be part of history. You're going to see money just flying everywhere. But also, if you bring Phil, you probably got to be part of those bets. But that's the problem with MJ too. That's what I thought about MJ. I'm like, ah, MJ's going to want to bet something, right? I don't have any money, uh, just barely starting a job. Like, I don't know what i give him. What would I give? That's a great question to ask myself before I announce who the fourth one is, before I go into why I want Ron White. But what do I give Michael Jordan if I lose the bet? Like, what do I have that's valuable enough to give Michael Jordan? Nothing, really. I don't have anything worth value to give Michael Jordan. Like, what am I going to give him, my car? You think Michael Jordan wants a red Hyundai? Probably not, okay? That guy ain't going to drive a red Hyundai. All right? So then you're like, okay, what else do I have? My golf clubs? The guy's not going to want my golf clubs. My, I mean, I don't even have anything. Now I'm starting to get sad because I don't have anything worth of value, really. I don't even have a watch. I can give him a Timex. You think he wants a Timex watch? Oh, maybe I'm regretting Michael Jordan because now he's going to be mad the whole time. Now he's going to be like, oh, you don't have anything to bet, idiot. I'm going to be like, MJ, we're just here for a good time, buddy. Let's just play for a good time. He's going to be like, no. So here's what you got to do. I'm going to order a WWE belt, custom-made, one of one of the ones that spins around, and that's what we're playing for. MJ would like to play for something like that. MJ would totally be involved in the game if he had to play with that. So that's what we're doing. I'm, I'm getting a WWE medal. Okay, that was off track. Now we're talking about Ron White. Why am I bringing Ron White? One He's a comedian. You want somebody even funnier, there, right? Going to make Michael Jordan laugh. Going to make Charles laugh. Maybe you can get him out of the zone. Give you a chance to go win. Um, Ron White would be so fun to play with. I just actually figured out who Ron White was. My friend, um, my friend Otis used to tell me all the time that I should watch Ron White because he's funny, and I used to be like, "No, he's too hillbilly for me." You know, like I'm not hardcore redneck. I might be from a. I might be from a small town, but I ain't a redneck. I don't know what that was. But anyways, Ron White, I watched one of his comedy specials the other day. I died laughing. He's funny dude. Plus, he's cool as shit. Plus, he's going to be funny. Plus, he's probably going to be smoking cigars. You had to pick a group that's going to all smoke cigars. And then the last person that I'm bringing is my dad. Now, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, yeah, you're bringing your dad. That's so – No, I'm bringing my dad because my dad would be fun. I love golfing with my dad. Me and my dad haven't got to golf as much as I would like to this year just because things are so busy and I moved. But I would bring my dad because I think my dad would even make that a little more lively. Like he would party with him. My dad could totally party with MJ and Charles Barkley and Ron White. Like he's going to party with – out of that four group of people, which is – this is a five-some by the way because I just realized that these are four people that I would go golfing with. Um, so a five sum. So you'd have me, Michael Jordan, my dad, Charles Barkley, and Ron White. That would be a fun group. I would do that group. They would all get along. Everybody's gonna have a good time. Everybody's gonna you know party a little bit. I can be the DD home because I hate alcohol. I'm gonna definitely smoke a cigar with MJ though. Definitely gonna do that. So that's that would be my that would be my legendary golf trip. And we're playing Michael Jordan's golf course. That'd be my legendary golf trip, for sure. I'm really I'm really craving a golf trip. I'm Not even a golf trip. I'm really craving a trip. The other day, I was kind of losing my mind. I think it was Sunday. Sunday, I was losing my mind a little bit, uh, just going crazy. I'm like, ugh, freaking over this, man. I'm freaking over of not doing anything. And so then I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy tickets to Austin, Texas. I'm going to go watch Joe Rogan at the Comedy Mothership. Going to go have a good time. Then you tell everybody that you're going by yourself, and everybody's like, "No, don't go by yourself. That's a bad idea." And then, you know, then I, I was ready to buy. It. By the way, I was in line to buy a Joe Rogan ticket, which is insane, and I missed out on the opportunity because I got scared, because I'm an idiot, and because people told me it's a bad idea. But I've been craving a trip lately. The problem is, is none of my friends are 21. That's the problem. I have one friend that's 21 years old. I've one friend that's 21 years old. And so like he's like 23 by the way, but like you can't really do trips, right? Because maybe I want to maybe I'll go on a trip and I'll party, but then you like I don't want to be there and all my friends are boring, you know? Like god. I don't know how I got there. Yeah, but I almost went to Austin, Texas. I almost took a Vegas trip and then I realized if I don't have friends in Vegas, I'm literally going to be scared in my hotel room the whole time. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to be sitting in my hotel room and be like, "Yeah, this is I'm a little nervous." I'm a little nervous to go onto the strip. I'm a little nervous to spend money because I'm too financially, too financially, uh, smart. That's a horrible thing to say for a guy that only has seven thousand dollars. I'm not financially smart. But you know who? You know who would have seven thousand dollars and tell you they're financially smart? Those twenty-year-old influencers. I saw an influencer the other day who is selling his meditation course because he learned how to manifest, okay? The dude said he learned how to manifest, but I don't know, I don't know. I, th- I don't know what to think about manifestation. I think part of it could be true, but you gotta work for it. You can't just manifest. This guy's like, hey man, uh, I manifested this whole, you know, this property, and you know he's just leasing that property. Like a freaking idiot. All right, I don't know how I got on that. What I want to talk about is PBR, professional bull riding. So today I got a, a scrolled on Instagram. The first thing I see is a post from the PBR, a guy getting just trampled by a bull. I don't know if it was by the PBR. Somebody just getting trampled, okay? And then I realized in that very moment what a weak – how weak I am, right? I think you watch things and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so weak. I'm so weak compared to these guys. You look at bull riders and you're like, dude, you're a different level. I don't know if it's weak as much as it is like just being – I don't know. I don't want to call them stupid. But like you're crazy to get on a bull. You're crazy to get on a bull. It's nuts, man. I don't think that's something I'll ever try. I don't think I'll ever try getting on a bull for a lot of reasons. I mean, one, I'm, I'm not strong enough. Two, I, don't think, I, I I don't know how much it costs to ride a bull. I don't want to buy all the equipment that it takes to ride a bull. Three, I'm not a huge fan of rodeo people. Oh, that really sounds bad. I'm just not a huge fan. They're too hardcore. You know? They're too hardcore. They're spitting tobacco everywhere and wearing their shaps. I don't even understand shaps, really. That's a good thing to look up. What are the point of shaps? Can anybody tell me what the point of shaps are? Hold on, I'm gonna Google this. I have my iPad here. I'm gonna Google this. What are the point of shaps? Shaps are intended to protect the legs of a cowboy from contact with daily environmental hazards seen in working with cattle, horses, and other livestock. They help protect rider's legs from scraping on brush, injury from thorns and cacti, sagebrush, mesquite and other thorny vegetation. I don't understand. So why are they riding them when they're riding bulls? Do they ride them when they ride bulls? Maybe they don't. Maybe I'm making that up. Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. Bull riders wear chaps. Sh- Is it just to make you look cool? I don't know. I'm I'm not the guy to tell you why you need to do that. You know what's the funniest thing to see is when you go to a rodeo and you see city people in chaps or <laughs> in cowboy hats. I love how everybody wears a cowboy hat to the rodeo. Like they never wear a cowboy hat. They do ne- They never wear a cowboy hat in their life. They save that cowboy hat for one day a year, and that's to go to a rodeo. It don't make sense to me. They'll like wear a cowboy hat and then they'll wear a T-shirt like with Madonna on it or something. And you're like, what the hell, bro? You're a poser. You're a chump. You're a chump. All right, well, look, I've learned a lot today. I learned what shaps are for, to protect yourself from hazards and thorny vegetation. Fascinating stuff. Yeah, but I'm pretty weak compared to bull riders. I'm not very strong. I'm pretty weak compared to barrel racers, to be honest with you. <laughs> pretty. Uh, I would not. I would not want to run into a barrel racer, like I would not want to make a barrel racer mad. Okay? How many barrel racers have you met that are actually like just normal women? Not very many, right? There's a lot of barrel racers out there who would kick my ass guaranteed, okay? They're spitting tobacco, they're freaking oh, and They wear they wear so much makeup, it makes me so mad. Now, I shouldn't judge this, okay? I shouldn't judge this, but they wear too much makeup. They, they all have this mascara, too. I don't know what it is about women, like barrel racers. They wear all this mascara and stuff, and I'm just not a fan, to be honest with you. It's totally not my vibe. Now, there's people out there. There's men out there. That, that's totally their vibe. That's good. That's good. I'm sure there's really good barrel racers out there who are very kind and very nice. But what I'm saying is a lot of barrel racers, I don't want to date someone who, like, helps brand cattle, right? Someone who, like, you ever watch branding cattle? Now, if you've never seen branding cattle, right, like, what they're doing is they're branding and then they're castrating the the cow, right, I think. I don't know. I'm going to sound like such an idiot. I grew up in a small town. But anyways, what I'm trying to get at is I don't want to necessarily date a woman who knows how to castrate bulls, right? Because that gets scary for me. Right? Because the bull is definitely gonna be a little bit stronger than I am. So if you piss off someone who you know knows how to do that, you're like really putting at risk there. You're really putting yourself at risk, right? if If you guys get in a fight like normal women, right? I, I, they might throw something at you or they might be like, oh, my heart is broken into a million pieces. I'll tell you what. I think probably a woman that is strong and a ranching woman, she's going to get on her horse. She's going to get a lasso. She's going to put some dip in her mouth. She's going to freaking release you from the chute, lasso your ass, and then do what she does. You know, do what she, like, not in a good way. She's going to brand your ass. I don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah. You know what I've been watching that has really been so much fun for me? I've been watching mutton busting. So the other day I was here, and on the TV, my dad's been watching rodeo. And the other day on the TV, mutton busting came on. I'll tell you what. If there was a league just for mutton busting, bring the best kids. Bring the best sheep. Get them on mutton busting, right? I love watching mutton busting. Actually, I'm gonna as I'm sitting here talking, I'm going to turn it on YouTube, and I'm just going to watch a few of these. Okay, so the video I'm watching, mutton busting highlights San Antonio rodeo. I love watching this stuff. This is so much fun for me to watch. They're all so tight. You watch the kids. If you've never watched mutton busting, what it is is kids, they ride these sheep, okay? And these sheep just haul ass, okay, out of the stadium. I'm watching this. so funny. <laughs> and the kids just, oh, 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 that sheep just knocked the piss out of that kid. Oh, <laughs> and then they wave their hands like they're bull riders I would watch professional mutton busting Okay, that was a girl that girl just got trampled by a sheep she gets up see what I'm telling you even the little girls in rodeo they're much tougher oh this sheep's fast oh this is some rough this is some these sheep here at the San Antonio Texas San Antonio rodeo man. I'll tell you what these sheep are mean I've never watched this video I would love to watch this all the time. Now, I would watch I would pay a subscription to watch a league. Oh, this late. This girl's got a good ride. Bam, she made it. She's holding on still. This is fun. I'm into it. I'm into it. It's so much fun to watch. I'm laughing. I'm rooting for the kids to win. Of course they don't really know. I don't know how you win. You know, they'd have to come up with a judging system, but I would watch that league. I think most people would. It's sad to think that those kids are tougher than I am. I ain't getting on a sheep. I mean, especially not at my age. That would just be weird. But, like, even when I was that young, I ain't getting on a sheep. Those sheep, some of those sheep have a vendetta, right? You look into some of those eyes. Just go watch it, please. Go watch Mutton Busting on YouTube for a little bit and look into the sheep's eyes, right? Look at the sheep's eyes because, man, they have a vendetta. They have a vendetta against some of those kids on their back. They make it known They have one goal, and they're going to knock those kids on their ass. That's their goal. Okay? That's the sheep's goal. It's fascinating to watch. It really is good stuff to watch. I love watching it. I suggest everybody, if you're having a bad day, turn on some mutton busting, get a cup of iced coffee, and just enjoy the show, man, because you're getting a full show. So that's really all I had to talk about. Nothing really important. I start my job on Monday, um, but yeah. I think that was a good episode. So, all right, everybody. Thanks for watching A Bunch of BS episode number nine. I'll see you tomorrow for legendary episode number 10. Can't wait to see you.